Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. I just want to welcome everybody on into the podcast today. We're recording this on an early Monday morning. It is October 10th or Monday, October 10th, 2022. I had a great weekend. I hope all of you had a great weekend. Hope you guys had time to maybe be with the family, with loved ones, with friends, uh, you know, just to have a good time or to hope you guys got to unwind and uh, get ready for another work week, if you would. <laughs> but uh, just wanted to uh, just just kind of give you guys a little side note. I've been trying to get a little bit more personal with the with the podcast uh, first, just want to thank everybody for tuning on in, for listening. Uh, but I hope you guys, again, had a great weekend. Uh, I, myself, we actually had a great time. We celebrated uh, my sister's, uh, my sister and my, and my brother-in-law, uh, them having another, getting ready to introduce another another baby into this world. Uh, they're going to be having a little girl. Uh, so I had a great time. We had a baby shower for them. Um, absolutely great time. Just a lot of friends, a lot of family came over. Uh, so thank you for everybody who came on by um, to go ahead and celebrate that. I had a great time. Love seeing everybody uh, that from California, from here in Vegas, everybody that came on by. Um, definitely just want to appreciate everybody for listening to this. Uh, so just to get right into it here, guys, it is a busy, busy, busy week um, when it comes down to sports, especially especially for the three teams that I talk about here. So not only Raiders are getting ready to go to go and get into Monday Night Football in Kansas City, going against the Chiefs. It's supposed to be a really great game. I'm excited to get off from work today so I can go home back home, watch it with the wife and kick back. Now, the other things that are going on. Now, the stage has been set. It's ready to happen tomorrow. First game of the NLDS going up against the Padres. Dodgers should be able to handle their business pretty easily. Not, not trying to go in and say that I'm underestimating the, the Padres or anything like that. They're definitely a tough team and everything when it comes down to it. They seem to be having something going right for them right at the end of the season. And I'm pretty sure that there's nothing better that they would like than to spoil our amazing season that we've had getting franchise record 111 wins you know there's nothing better for them to be like hell yeah we slayed the dragon you know david killed goliath kind of deal you know and i'm pretty sure that's how a lot of a lot of the teams are kind of looking at it this year besides the astros the astros are really the only other team that's kind of came close i believe the braves won 101 games the astros are right there at 106 we were at 111 Honestly, though, Dodgers kind of took things a little bit easy once they kind of realized that the um, that they one clinched the clinch playoffs. And then after a little while that they clinched the division, they were pretty much like, all right, we can really kind of close to these past. Like, I think it was like 10, the last like 10 games or so, because there was like five games against uh, the Rockies that they ended up going up uh, right at the end. But we'll see. So um, we'll see what 
ended up working because I know that the Dodgers have been pretty well rested. I know some of the, especially with that first round buy of the wild card and everything. So they had some time to go ahead and get some of these guys healthy. From the sounds of it, it sounds like there hasn't been any official word on the starters or anything like that. But uh, it seems like the Dodgers might be going towards the route of Julio Urias. Uh, I'm be really happy to go in and see him play out there. I know a lot of people were expecting maybe Kershaw to go in and be out there. You know, him being the, the longtime veteran, the longtime Dodger, made all kinds of um, playoff starts and so on and so forth. But it seems like they're willing to put their confidence more on the younger Mexicano from Sinaloa uh, when it comes down to Julio Urias. It'll be really interesting. I mean, overall, you're still going to get a really crafty left-hander. Um, honestly, he's one of those guys. I mean, he has a lot of Fernando Valenzuela in him. He has a little bit of Kershaw in him when he comes. When it comes down to, he doesn't have super overpowering stuff. Like his fastball is not incredibly fast, but it has some movement on it. And when you compare that with, um, or, or when you're throwing that with a nice uh, curveball or a nice slider that he has i know those are two pitches that kershaw has pretty much mastered and perfected especially with that curveball that curveball came in when he first got into the league you know but um when it comes down to it yes you kind of see a little bit of the similarities from some of the great time dodger pitchers you know not only just current but as well former but I really, I'm really thinking that this would be a great way for them to kind of start off the series. Uh, Julio always talks about that he gets up a little bit more whenever he's at home. And I know with all the Raza being out there in Dodger Stadium, that they're just going to give him that extra little something in order, in order to go and get this W. Uh, maybe even Mookie has, uh, you know, some, uh, some birthday, you know, vibes or some birthday. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just kind of. He has a little extra something because of his birthday from the uh, from yesterday, you know, but we're going to see it is going to be a good series. We'll talk a little bit more about it then. But for the most part, though, guys, I'm really thinking that this should now again should be an easy series for the Dodgers. We've been able to whoop on them all, se- all season long. We've been able to get incredible victories off of them, not just by a couple points or anything like that, but like really smash on them like bad. So. If we could do that, take care of business, wait for, in my opinion, I'm thinking it's most likely going to be the Braves. I'm thinking the Braves are going to be able to beat the Phillies, and it's going to be a rematch again. Dodgers versus Braves for the NLCS. And it's between one of two teams, I think, in the AL. I think it's either going to be between the Yankees and the Astros. So it's two tough teams. Well, actually, all the teams are really tough when you when you really think about it. But uh, when it comes down to the Braves, the Braves, I don't know. They got their things rolling at the right time. They've been a great team. I mean, no team comes up with 101 victories without being a bad team. You know what I mean? And when it comes down to the Yankees, you got Aaron Judge, who's a freaking monster. Dude just got the home run record for the season. When it comes down to the Astros, the Astros are always going to be the damn Astros. In a way, I really hope we get them so we could just whoop on their asses like and redeem ourselves from 2017, you know? They always so we can get rid of all that. I know some of the Dodgers from back in those days have been waiting and waiting and waiting for another chance at the Astros. It seems like some of them might get their chance now at this point. You know, the ones that are still remaining on that team. But to, um, you know, just stop talking about the Dodgers and to move on forward. I do want to preview a little bit of this, um, or not preview, but I do want to talk a little bit about this uh, this Laker game that ended up taking place. Then we'll finish up with the Raiders right after that. 
So guys, um, just to finish up with the Dodgers here, we'll talk more about the uh, the games once they come once they come about on Tuesday. I'll try to see if I could do some sort of a preview. Maybe once we get a little bit more information on who's going to be pitching and so on and so forth. But to move on forward here, guys. Um, again, sorry very much. Sorry so much for the the horrible transitions from one team to another. But to get right into the the Lakers, they actually had a, a victory last night. I know, right? <laughs> They had a victory last night. Uh, they ended up beating the Golden State Warriors. Again, don't get all excited or anything, guys. It's only preseason. Only preseason, okay? <laughs> but there was definitely some bright spots. If you guys didn't watch the game, let me help you out. Now, not only did we win, I want to say it was what, 124 to 121. Uh, so definitely high scoring when it came down to all that. Of course, preseason, not a whole lot of defense has played. You really just want to see what the guys kind of have out there. Uh, the Lakers were able to go in and actually have a first-time sighting of one of their uh, newly acquired players, I guess you can say. Uh, so, I mean, we had a lot of them, honestly. It was good to go in and see a few of them out there. Uh, so Lonnie Walker, the fourth, was out there. He put up some great points. Um, I believe he just had under 10 points. Uh, you really just wanted to see him moving well. You know, him coming off of that injury, I believe it was a knee injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you really just want to see him moving better, you know, seeing that he can actually move not only just, uh, you know, just by running, but you want to see him being able to move laterally. In basketball, I feel like a lot of people forget there's a lot of lateral movement. You're trying to make sure you stay in front of your players or that you're guarding, especially on the defensive side and everything. Of course, you know, on the offensive side, the main thing is to get away from you guys. But even then, that's going to involve a lot of lateral movement. You know, you're moving from side to side all the time in basketball. You know, and um, especially with how much these guys are putting so much strain on their ankles, their knees. I mean, I really don't think a lot of people realize when you're jumping, even if it is for a jump shot or for that's why a lot of days they try to tell jump shooters don't jump so high. You know, it's, um, you know, it, if the one guy that comes to my mind is Ray Allen. Ray Allen has one of the sweetest jumpers of all time. Dude hardly ever jumped from his from his spot, especially if he knew that he had a pretty wide open that he didn't have to jump so high to get over the top of the of the defender. But you I think a lot of people forget that these uh that these guys are that even even just in general, if you play sports, you have to understand that when you're jumping, coming back down, it's all that force coming back down on your ankles or your knees. Eventually that stuff kinda wears out. And again, there's players, you know, that are able to do it for years and years and years. I mean, one being LeBron James, this dude, I swear, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's human now, you know, he's saying that this dude is human and he needs, you know, repairs and stuff, you know, I mean, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> not repairs, I make him sound like he's a damn cyborg or something. But <laughs> when it comes down to it, you, I, I feel like it's really easily misconstrued. You know, a lot of people think, oh, these guys are professional athletes. Oh, they should be able to stay healthy all the time. But it's not, I mean, it, it happens, you know. But hey, enough of uh, Lonnie and everything and all that. It's just really exciting to go in and see him coming out, coming out and playing again. Um, now, one of the guys that I'm happy to see playing back to some of the similar, you know, something similar to what he was doing before with the Lakers is Anthony Davis. Now, you guys know that I'm always going to be talking about Anthony Davis on this show. He is definitely 100 percent one of my one of my favorite players of all time. Um, especially ever since he became a Laker. I mean, shit, I, I like this guy ever since he was, 
He's still in high school. Or he was, he was either he was in high school or he was in college, and he made the U.S. basketball team, that redeemed team, you know, and with the Kobe, with LeBron, with D Wade. He was on he was on, on that team, guys. You know, so for this guy to be one of the few players that were not NBA, that was not an NBA player, to be on the U.S. basketball team, now that's incredible. For one, now this dude put up some amazing numbers. I believe he was only on the floor for what 25, 20 something minutes, and he ended up coming down with twenty-four points. I believe he ended up getting like half of those in just one quarter. He pretty much split them up between the two quarters. Uh, the dude's just been playing incredible, honestly. When it comes down to it. I would really, really like to, I really am excited to see what he's going to be doing in the regular season. Some of the talk that he had were saying that he was straight kind of going for maybe an MVP season. You know, some of the players maybe kind of talking about that that's what he should be doing. Some sports analysts have been talking about that in order for the Lakers to have a lot of success, he needs to kind of go back to that kind of level. You know, back to LeBron from, or LeBron, sorry, Anthony Davis from the championship year of 2020. You know, kind of like how he was playing back in the bubble. You kind of saw some of that because he was stepping into a couple threes. You know, he was uh, that trailer, you know, where he's one of the last players to come on down the court. And then they see that he's coming up. He's wide open. He steps into a three. Bang. He does it. He nails it. You really want to see more and more stuff like that because AD, when he's shooting, it's more of a rhythm thing. If you see, he gets that one, two dribble shoot. Or he gets that, like, dribble behind the back, step to the side, shoot, you know, something like that. Or he's just, like, gets the ball, dribble one, dribble two, shoot. That it's, It seems to be a little bit easier for him. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people are like that. A lot of basketball players are like that. You, get, you have to have some sort of rhythm. Maybe bounce the ball one or two times. When other players, you just give them the ball in that shooting pocket, they're ready to, they're ready to go. You know, they're ready to let it rip. Now, I mean, it's no fault to AD. There's no, no, there's no rhyme or reason really when it comes down to it. Um, AD's gonna play his game how he plays it, and you just gotta hope that like a lot of things, you know, kind of kind of fall for him when it comes down to it. The other player, and it's surprising that they actually are from the same town. They're from Chicago. Kendrick Nunn is another guy. I know I talked about him before on this on this podcast. But Kendrick Nunn is gonna be definitely 100%. I don't if he if he's not a starter, I don't know who else should be starting, you know. But Kendrick Nunn has shown that he can definitely go and shoot in bunches. He has an amazing, uh, you know, shot. He can go in and get he can get a shot off from three point, from from mid range, from the right up to the basket. And what I like is that it's never it doesn't have to be any sort of rhyme or reason. He lets the game come to him. Whatever the defense is willing to give him. It's like, oh, you're not going to close out on me on this three-pointer? Strap ball, you know? You're just going to sink it. He's like, oh, you're closing out hard to me? Okay, let me just go in and go over to the side. Let me go in and drive to the basket. Get that nice little floater. Two points. He's like, oh, you're, you're going to go, okay. You're going to go in and sag off me? Oh, you're going to go over, oh. And, you know, kind of on a on a pick and roll or whatever or something like that he has the ability to be able to notice that the defense is either one putting more attention on him or two if the other if the other defender is actually guarding the big man that's rolling to the basket he has the ability to be able to step up a couple couple dribbles take that mid-range shot at ease you know that's having a good mid-range game 
is one of the you know people talk about all the time it's a lost art and this and that and blah 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 i agree um i i could definitely i could definitely agree when it comes down to it i mean it's a it's something that you don't see a lot especially us being laker fans we used to love kobe being able to come up and, and rise up from those mid-range shots you know it's um it's gonna be interesting you're gonna see uh there was a couple other players that really stood out to me just going to get you guys a couple more things and so i can wrap it up here with the with the raiders i just realized how long of a podcast i'm doing here now <laughs> but and just to wrap it up with the lakers here guys uh juan toscano anderson or jta uh one of the uh, one of the newly acquired lakers um he was formerly with the with the warriors ended up winning that championship with them last year now this guy uh, if you're looking out for him is number 95 uh so juan toscano anderson this guy he's a he's gonna be definitely one of those utility players he provides a whole lot of defensive support um he's a big dude so he can actually play with threes he can play with fours uh, he can guard he can guard ones um if he if it's a small enough center he can probably guard him too there um he's just an all-around utility the utility player uh he get he's not a, he's not afraid of grabbing up rebounds he has a really nice um uh, touch when it comes down to like passes and stuff he had a really nice uh, alley pass to anthony davis you know you definitely look forward to seeing maybe more of that going on but uh there's i mean my main thing here that i wanted to get off or to go to mention on this podcast for the for the lakers at least was these guys have a lot of bright spots they have a lot of um you know capability of being able to be a good team even with how the team is construct- constructed now at this point. You have to wait and see, of course, what happens. I'm still thinking that there's going to be some sort of a trade or something at some point, but we'll see what happens. Now, the last couple things here that I wanted to mention are with the Raiders, of course. I'm going to make this segment pretty much short, guys, because it's just a preview. Uh, we'll talk more about the game and everything once the game takes place or after the game takes place tomorrow. We'll talk about it. But Raiders versus Chiefs. Monday Night Football, it's on. Uh, can't wait to go and get out. As, as mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I can't wait to get off from work so that way I can go ahead and go watch the game. Um, I hope nobody in my job is listening to this because I, I do like my job. <laughs> but um, I am excited to see the game. You know, when it comes down to it, though, guys, it is going to be a really, really tough tough game for the Raiders. Um, you know that the Chiefs are getting their things together you know that they have some weaknesses of course and everything but it's all a matter of being able to exploit those weaknesses if you can do that well you know i mean it's kind of stupid to kind of say it like this but if you can exploit their weaknesses but by hiding them yours or by suppressing them as much as you can you know you come up with a victory now obviously right <laughs> you're like oh richard no, i'm just joking but <laughs> but um honestly the uh the main things are just containing Mahomes, and it's not even a sense of like containing him uh, from being able to go in and get all kinds of crazy passes and everything and this and that. But he could really, 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 really defeat you in the run game. Uh, similar to like what what Derek Carr ended up doing, you know, he was able to pick up a lot of first downs just with his legs. Mahomes has a way of doing that. Instead of them punting the, instead of you thinking that you have him or that you have the, the Chiefs and you're going to get a fourth down and you're going to get the ball back with the punt, nah. 
Mahomes has a way of being able to be like, oh, there's a little window right there. I can just run, get that first down, keep the chains moving. And that's it's a great way to kind of think about it like that. You know, it's it's if you if you as a quarterback and you want to do that or if you have the awareness to do that, why not? You know, kind of deal. Uh, so the main thing is to contain him. Uh, you have to go and rely a lot on Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, those guys in the interior. Because if you leave big enough wide open, like just windows or little lanes for, for, for Mahomes to run, he's going to take it. The dude's fast enough, dude's big enough where he could break a tackler too if he really wanted. Uh, but he's elusive enough too where he can make some of those big guys miss. You know, but you definitely just hope are hoping that that they're able to go to do something like that. Maybe you even want to put on, I don't know, a linebacker or maybe even, shit, I wouldn't even be opposed. Yeah, maybe some, having some sort of linebacker, maybe even uh, Jonathan Abram being like some sort of a spy for him the entire game. You know, always watching them kind of deal, you know, whatever, something like that. If they could do something like that, then that would be kind of ideal, I think. But we'll see exactly how Patrick Graham and the Raiders want to approach this. It is going to be interesting exactly what the defense is, what the defense does. Um, I'm not so much worried about the offense. It seems like the offense is kind of getting their things going. Uh, you definitely want to see a little bit more of the offense, you know, as far as like, hey, if you got Devontae Adams, you got to feed that man. You got to go ahead and give him the ball. It's To me, it's just as, as easy as that. Like, this dude is your number one wide receiver. This guy deserves to have the ball in his hands, right? You have you have a good running game, you know, with Josh Jacobs, with Zeus, with some uh, Zamir White. You know, you um, you want to definitely exploit that. You definitely want to use that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you have to find some sort of a balance. Now, the Chiefs are our team. You know, they can they're susceptible. They're they're they leave themselves open for both. You know, they can be weak on the run. They could be weak in the secondary. You know, in the passing game on the defensive side. But you have to wait and see. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things like you have to, because I've noticed mid-game, out of nowhere, their, you know, their, their defensive line, their linebackers, are just more focused on on the pass, so that they, for whatever reason, leave themselves wide open for a big run or something like that. And it just seems like their defense always gets caught like that. They're either more focused on one thing than the other thing, either more focused on the run, more focused on the pass, rather than them just knowing their assignments and knowing what they have to go and do in certain odd situations. It is, it is one of the big things that I am liking about our defense when it comes down to the Raiders defense is that, yeah, they're really, they're faster, they're reactive, but it's more of a thing like, hey, we have to let this play develop so that way we can see exactly what's going on. If we rush too too fast in the back, we could shoot ourselves in the foot, and next thing you know, they have a big play. You know, so it's, it is one of the big things that I noticed, at least this, this time around when it comes down to our defense. Uh, maybe you guys have noticed something different or something like that, but I would definitely like, like it if you guys uh, let me know. Now, couple little predictions here guys i mean i am thinking that it's going to be a big game for Devonte adams and for Derek carr not only just them but i think the run game is going to have a pretty big one maybe not just like by one player with josh jacobs but i'm thinking that they're going to like share the load i think it's going to be maybe josh jacobs and zamir white you know i feel like they kind of want to get the ball rolling with that guy and i'm hoping you know that they can actually come out with a victory on this one but so Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, I think um, 
somebody on the running game or just together, they're going to have a big game. I am thinking maybe maybe Trayvon Merrick or somebody comes up with some some sort of a turnover, either a pick or maybe a, of course, fumble or something like that. And maybe Max Crosby gets a, a hand on the ball before Mahomes, before taking down Mahomes and we get that fumble recovery. But uh, I am thinking it's going to be a victory. Now we said the Raiders can go on to their bye week and be a little bit more relaxed and then get ready for the Texans after that. Now, uh, I hate doing this. I hate giving predictions on scores and so on and so forth. But I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere around the neighborhood of like, I don't know, 35, 30 something. I don't know. We'll say. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we could do something like. 35 to 28 something like that somewhere around there <laughs> but we'll see what happens so guys um i am thinking again the raiders are going to be coming down with this victory we'll talk more about it tomorrow we'll see if i'm a happy guy or am i far from i'm a little bit pissed off and no, i'm just joking <laughs> we'll uh we'll talk about it though about the game we'll break it all down for you guys we'll get ready for the rest of the week okay but i hope you guys have a great monday i hope you guys have a great week again thank you so much for everybody who's listening and again if you have some time go check me out on my instagram go check me out on my twitter it's going to be west coast pod 702 again west coast pod 702 check me out on there you can go ahead and follow me you can even uh, shoot me up an email west coast sports podcast at gmail.com thanks again everybody for listening hope you have a great monday see you guys next time peace